Welcome, everyone. You are tuning in to Engaging Walk. My name is Drake. And my name is Ruby. We believe in the power of walking together and talking together. Every single act to stay connected, and movement is key. This week, we will discuss the concept of breaking down barriers in your relationship. And how you and your significant one can take time to make a deep connection. Okay, yeah, so last week, we talked a lot about, we went really in-depth. <laughs> Um, This week, we're not going to go so in-depth, but we are going to try to make the content with a good punch, I guess, as you could say it. (laughs) A good punch. So this week for our location, you want to talk about our location, Sure. Sure. We went to uh, Los Angeles, California, and then we went there on the... Because we went there for the road trip, but on the way back, before we head back, we think, oh, we should have... Definitely have barbecue for K Town, and have we have some um, I think roll ice cream. Yeah, rolled ice cream. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was it really was it was delicious. really good. Yeah. Yeah. So those who aren't um, from the area, K Town is Koreatown. Koreatown is famous for its Korean food, as you can imagine, mm-hmm. especially Korean barbecue. Yep. And so we went there for some Korean barbecue, and um, Koreatown in Los Angeles is. One of the best places in the country to get Korea, um, Korean barbecue. So, uh-huh. yeah. And during those uh, the walk or that road trip, we talk about breaking down barriers. Yep. So during that time, we talked about that. So breaking down barriers, in other words, is when you're in disconnect mode. So something might have happened in the relationship. So a situation might have occurred, argument disagreement, whatever have you, and you are no longer in that lovey-dovey, I love you, everything's great, uh, style of your relationship, you are now in disconnect mode. Mm -hmm. You're not communicating the same way. You don't feel like everything is good. You feel like there is almost like a dark cloud hanging over your relationship and you got to get rid of it. Yeah. So how do you recover? Yeah, it's a good question. So... You know, again, this goes a lot to like how Danny Soak will describe the situation. But if you're in disconnect mode, then the objective is to get back into connection. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that? It's not such an easy thing to accomplish all the time, especially depending on the severity of like what's causing the disconnection. So yeah, that's right. One of the things that can really help is knowing what the objective is ahead of time. So you can talk ahead of time before you even get into an argument or you get into a disagreement and say, hey, you know what? My goal, no matter what, is to connect with you. We might not be feeling like that way always in the future, but my goal is to always come back to you and to maintain that connection and to maintain our intimacy at at whatever cost. And if you can communicate that to your partner, Ahead of time, I think it goes, it shortens the gap. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the faster, it's easier. Because, you know, it, the more you take time and dwell on things like that, or like disagreement, um, you know, when, when you get, when you allow yourself to dwell on that, that means, you know, all the po- negative thoughts and things going to stir up. And the faster we reconcile with each other, I think that's the faster way that you can reconnect with a spouse. Yeah, I think a lot of the times when we're in disagreement or disconnect mode, 
we have to be able to humble ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, again, it's not such an easy thing to do. You might get stuck in that, um, that thought loop where you're like, well, I'm the, always the one that has to be the bigger person. I'm always the one that has to reach out. If you're the one that always has to reach out, if it results in reconnecting, then you continue to do that, especially if you're married. And remember, like, we, I only can make the decisions with my actions and my thoughts. I cannot manipulate you or control your thoughts or your actions. So um, being a powerful person, you get to choose that. You get to initiate your thought, your feelings. And not that we're not doing, um, like, I'm not ta- talking about, like, stuffing down your, your emotion. So disconnection is a state in which... We're in our relationship and we don't feel, con- in, in its simplest form, we don't feel connected to our, our significant other. Mm-hmm. Something happened and we go into almost like a protection mode. Yeah. And that is a product of fear. And there's really only two states of our relationships. There's fear and then there's love. Mm-hmm. There's fear Uh, I'm sorry, there's connection and disconnection, uh, fear and love. And there's, to be frank, there's plenty to be fearful of. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of choosing to react that way. So we can choose to be fearful and we can choose to act based on our fears or we can choose to act out of love. And like I was saying earlier, a lot of the times you're just going to have to humble yourself. If you're in, a, you're in a disagreement or if you're in a disconnection mode, you might have to be that first person that comes up and says, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. You know what? I don't want us to be in this state. I want us to get back to connection. I want us to get back to where our relationship is good and that we can move forward. So this is, what I'm, this is why I'm sorry. And I'm going to at least break the ice. And bring forward the conversation so that we can move forward and get your partner's feedback on what is what is going on with them. Why are they upset? And you can move forward from there. Say, hey, look, I, I'm sorry. This is what happened. I, I will do X, Y, and Z. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. Where, where are you with, with the, um, with this, uh, with going forward with this idea. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, like be vulnerable is very, you know, powerful because now you get to share your thought, your feeling, and the other person gets to hear it, get to know you. And, um, one thing that I found very powerful is that, you know, when we, it was one of the communication classes that I have done that, you know, when you share the message, they have, the the listener have different, you know, way to interpret it. So it's powerful or, you know, very important for you. What I hear from Drake, sometimes I have to like, before, actually, I already feel offended, but before I jump into, you know, response, um, in the way that I, you know, I'm not healthy, I can ask him like, hey, this is what I heard from you and this is how I interpret. 
is that correct? Is that what you mean? You know, and then so that way we'll give him a chance, or we get to to correct it, or even give myself a chance to to hear in the correct way. So that's for me. I found it very helpful to reconnect, um, just to double check with your your spouse and how what what did they mean by by that? You know. Yeah, I think especially if you're married and you've been together for a while. And you spend a lot of time with each other. You can definitely go through periods in, uh, of time in which you're you're not really like upset with the other person, and they might not have even done anything. You just might be in a bad mood. You might be taking it out on your spouse, which we we shouldn't do. <laughs> we totally should not be doing that. No. But to say it doesn't happen is not accurate. Mm-hmm. So you can. Take that time to also check yourself to be like, you know what? That didn't sound right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you heard it that way because I haven't had my coffee yet. But that's not your fault. That's not on you. Uh-huh. And I'm sorry that I was rude or I'm sorry that I was short with you. But this is the way that I'm feeling because I haven't eaten yet. Yeah. I know like for me, I get really cranky sometimes. And uh-huh. and sometimes I can react in a way that I'm not proud of mm-hmm. because I'm cranky. Yeah. And sometimes I have to say to Ruby, like, hey, look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sound that way, but I'm really hungry. I haven't had a chance to eat yet. And I'm not going to be my best <laughs> until I've had something to eat, mm-hmm. you know. And um, So for you is to say sorry and to apologize to things that you have done or like, repent and... And share your the other part I don't get to see, which is your feeling, your thought, or you know your your stage at that that point to reconnect. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. So if you're if you catch yourself in that time, which is great that Ruby brought that up. So like, hey, I heard this, and you said X, Y, and Z, and I heard this. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. You could take that moment to be like, yeah. That is accurate, but that's not how I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't feel upset towards you. I'm just upset in general. Yeah. And then you can take that moment to recognize like, yeah, I reacted that way, but that's not my, that wasn't my intention. My intention, my, my true feeling is I'm, I'm just hungry. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just sad. Something happened at work and I'm, yeah. and I'm expressing that as frustration out on you, which is not fair. And apologize and move on. Yeah. And one thing that, you know, I want to share with all our listeners that I'm come from um, the Vietnamese background where we don't share about our feelings. And we, we never say, well, now since I try, you know, breaking down the barriers, I start saying I love you, but not in our language. We, I, 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 spoke, I speak to my mom in English because it's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's just Asian thing. We don't say, we don't show our affection toward one another, which is, uh, it, it is needed. And um, so the, doing these things are new to me, used to be new to me, but, you know, it's feel uncomfortable at, the, at first, but once you do it and you, f- you can see how helpful it become um, to help your relationship, that, that will, you know, give you courage and, you know, motivations to do, continue to do it. 
yeah. more. Mm-hmm. And I think in the earlier example that I brought up of like, you know, I'm, I'm reacting this way because of my own emotions and I'm not in charge of my own emotions right now is one thing. But there are also going to be times in which your spouse might have done something or said something that is making you feel a certain way. And in those situations, you have to be honest and say, hey, you know what? You, uh, you left your socks out and you put them on my headphones and I, and I didn't like that. You know, so That's an example. As an example. <laughs> you know, Ruby didn't do that. But just as an example, like this happened. I saw this. Uh-huh. You did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just the two of us in this house. And I I don't like that you did that. And yeah. I think that can be a moment in which you you grow together because as let's as let's let's take for granted that you're married. You're living together, you're married and there's differences in your lifestyle or you're discovering these differences in your lifestyles and how you conduct yourself in the house and different ideas of like cleanliness and whatnot. And yes, like you work as a team, you know, in order to like keep the house clean and to keep like your standard of, of like how the house should be. Mm-hmm. But there's also the individual like responsibility of like cleaning up after yourself. Yeah. And you have to have those discussions and be like, okay, well, I cooked, you do the dishes or vice versa. Um, and have those discussions in a way in which you're both on board with what's happening. So there's no one to be upset with if things aren't happening other mm-hmm. than like just recognizing that that is the standard that you set for your house. Yeah. And I think most, lots of the time that, um, Things are very basic things, very small, and you know we we just ignore that, and then they can fester. It's it's yeah, it's it's built up into something bigger, but actually it just start very small. So the faster you mention that or share the thought and your feeling, um, again start with I instead of you. Um, I statement will be you know helpful for the per- per- person li- receiving it. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I appreciate um, that you enjoy my dinner if, you know, I cooked. Um, I feel a little bit of um, not supportive or, you know, feel sad when you just leave the bowl like that and, you know, walk off. Because I feel more appreciated if you could have helped me clean up the dishes, you know. Which is most of the time Drake very good at, you know, Clean up everything that I cooked, which is I, I follow, like really appreciate him. So yeah, com- um, share and comment on things that you know matter to you, no matter how small it is, because you know everything starts with a small thing. So um, help your partner and willing to you know open and honest and vulnerable in front of you know one another. Um, that will help too. Yeah, another helpful thing that actually came up with, uh, in Credo, if you haven't heard the the special or seen the video special that we did on YouTube, highly recommend it. We got some really good footage of Coronado and um, did a little discussion in our home about it. But one of the things that one of the couples there discussed was the this idea of like attacking the problem mm-hmm. and not the person. 
So if we're having a problem in our schedule or if we're having a problem in our expectations about who's doing what uh, in terms of chores or responsibilities around the house, that's a problem in and of itself, not necessarily the person has the problem. So in other words, the expectation is the problem or the lack of meeting the standard is that the and, and the expectation is the problem, not the person. It's mm-hmm. not always the case or, or hardly ever the case that the person is doing that because they're just being spiteful or they're or they're trying to hurt us. It's just something else. Yeah. So we have to dis- we have to have that discussion to be like, OK, well, just so we're on the same page, X, Y and Z. And this is how I feel about that. How do you feel about that? And you have that discussion. And again, sometimes you, as a lot of marriage is humbling yourself. <laughs> yeah. And since you mentioned that, um, we can, you know, like I feel it's very powerful. I think it's very powerful when um, a person acknowledging what they have done. Because for me, saying sorry, in, that is very, very broad, very general. But what are you saying sorry for? Like if the person comes to me or if I'm saying sorry for another, you know, to another person, like by saying sorry, but not like saying sorry for doing this or go back to, you know, the cleaning up ourselves. Um, oh, some, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that. I forgot to clean up after myself. And then would you forgive me? You know, because asking for forgive, not just say sorry and repent, but also asking the person to forgive you, and that, and you know, give them give them a choice, you know, to to forgive, and that will be powerful, and and not just that, you can just f- continue to follow through it, like, hey, um, I will do next time, or how about this? I cook tomorrow, and I will do the dishes tomorrow too. Instead of, oh, I try, you know, because trying is like me, like you're not very intentional. Um, so, yeah, I will instead of I try. And and once once you follow through what you said, I think, you know, you just give the other person trust in the things that you say. Yeah, I think if you're saying I will try or I can try, essentially what you're saying is I will attempt to do it, but I'm leaving myself room to fail. And that's that's not powerful. Mm-hmm. So you should know what you can do. And you should know what you can't do or what you won't be able to do. And you have to communicate that. So, And you have to work that out. So if you're saying, I can do this realistically... I would like to do more, mm-hmm. but I don't know how that's going to, how realistic that is for me just yet. Mm-hmm. So I can achieve this smaller goal right now. Mm-hmm. I know that I can do that. Yeah. And I would like to work myself up to this. Um, again, everybody has different backgrounds about how they lived in, in their home. Uh-huh. Some people <laughs> might have been babied by their parents or grandparents or what have you. And you're coming into the home together and you're like, wow, this person can't do anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, this person can't do laundry. They can't clean. They can't cook. They can't do anything. 
So it might not be realistic for them to clean, cook and clean and do all these things for themselves. Mm-hmm. Sounds kind of sad, but I can imagine that there's a lot of people like that, or at least enough. So you could work through that together and as... Or have that person come up the ideas because, you know, they know their capability. Yeah, and you work through that. Yeah. Well, hey, I know that you're not so great at that, but I need help. Yeah. So I would like to see some support. How can you support in that area? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't do all of this quite yet, but I can do this. Yeah. And that will show intention and that will show progress. And you can keep moving, you know, and then you might, you never know. You might find that you are a great cook and that you love cooking. Mm-hmm. Just let you discover that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I went through a phase where I was watching a lot of cooking shows. And I was like, man, these guys, they really know how to cook. <laughs> so I was getting really into cooking. And I love to cook. I like, uh, in, like in the previous episode, we talked about how I take that cooking time like a, like a zen. Mm-hmm. You know, I can cut. I can, you know, do all the prep. You mean your quiet time? Yeah, my quiet time, time. My zone out time. I can, you know, really... Cr- get creative and make a dish and 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 we we have a a goal in our home of not letting any food go to waste so sometimes that can be really creative like i got we got this we got that this other thing and none of them really go together but (laughs) (laughs) we can make it work yeah you know and you can have fun with it you can totally have fun with it and be supportive of your spouse Mm -hmm. and and their and their achievements and Hey, you know what? The worst comes to worst is they'll make a really bad dish and you can just order some Domino's, <laughs> you know, if it doesn't turn out so well. But at least you have that opportunity to try and to support one another. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, so I think another way to reconnect that helped to reconnect uh, is that just suggest a way that your partner can connect with you. Like even don't wait until like you get angry and then, you know, deal with that and then come back and then, Hey, if you, these are a signal that I'm not happy and just show them, okay, if I'm feel, I I don't feel to talk, like I want to talk to you right now. These are the ways that you can connect with me. You know, for me, um, I find it's very helpful when Drake, you know, remind me, hey, my goal that to connect with you, I'm not leaving the you right now. I will stay here and until you're ready to talk to me. And for me, I would tell him like, hey, I would, I will verbal it out. Like, hey, I need some time to sit on this. I'm not ready to share with you yet, but be patient. And then I will let you know when I'm ready to talk. So that way, he Drake will not anxious about okay, what happened to her? What 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 have I done wrong? And um and and so you know, both both sides know the signal. Okay, like okay, she looking mad. She doesn't. She she's she's quiet. Okay, um and then so what should I do with that? You know, so give give your partner different cards <laughs> so that they can read you. And um, how to reconnect with you before things happen. I think that will be, you know, another way for me to reconnect with your partner. Yeah, and then, you know, depending on the severity of the disconnect, you know, like, again, every situation is different of why you're disconnecting and what's the cause of it. Some of them can be very mundane. 
and almost trivial, and some of them can be very profound and you know, what can seem like irreparable. And mm-hmm. you just have to you have to also understand your your partner's and your spouse's love language. Yeah. And that can go a long way of just showing in a sign like, hey, I'm here to connect. Yeah. It could be a simple sign of like hand on hand on the shoulder, uh, a hug, even though they're upset, or a gift, or whatever your you know, an act of service. Whatever it is that your partner really desires uh, as in terms of their love language incorporate that into your like your olive branch of of reestablishing connection and maintaining that connection mm-hmm. that'll go a long way yeah well have a say that we're moving to our assignment for this week so definitely you wanted to, to I wouldn't say share this on YouTube or on on any of our social medias maybe discuss on there like how the conversation went but what we'd like for you guys to do is to discuss ways that your partner can connect with you so have that sit down talk with them and be like hey you know what if we're getting into an argument in the future we're not in one right now but if we're getting into a stage of dis- disconnection i want you to hire one of those people that fly the planes and they make the messages no, you know, and, practical. And say, please forgive me, and then let me see it. Or or get a blimp with a sign on it that says, please forgive me. But basically, just discuss with your spouse or your partner um, ways that they love to, you know, reconnect. And, um, and let us know what uh, they are you know it could be you know suggest good suggestions for all the couples or even to us for us well thank you for tuning in for this week and spend some time with us this week we appreciate that and we hope that you can take our engaging walk and make it your own stay tuned for next week's episode we will discuss the concept of growing together financially Ooh, and don't forget to click on the follow button and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah, there's definitely a follow button on Spotify. Oh yeah. Uh, hit, uh, click on that one, and click subscribe. Go on to our social media, our website, engagingwalk.com. You'll find our Facebook, Instagram, YouTube channel, and you can subscribe there and. Stay tuned for all the things that we're doing. We got our weekly episodes that are coming out every Monday. Mm-hmm. And um, so next week, we're going to be going over financial growth, which is a really interesting part. Really interesting part, very key component to a successful um, relationship yep. and marriage, especially marriage. Um, and yeah, we're going to go over that. We're going to talk about maybe some financial growth things that you can implement in your life, even as a single person. Yeah. That can help you get ready for marriage. And, and a little bit of uh, experience with life search. Yeah, a little experience with life search. And the different components of finance. Because it's not just like, hey, what's in your bank account. Yeah. But there's lots of other components too, uh, like business, mm-hmm. investments. And taking all that in, into consideration 
so that you and your loved ones can be uh, equipped to take on all of the crazy things that are happening in this world. That's right. Okay, so again, thank you for tuning into Engaging Walk. My name is Drake. And my name is Ruby. And together we are signing, signing out. out.